And you are listening to FW Live here on the FW Ray Network on Podbean. I am Patrick. Eric's here with me. Uh, Danny's going to be fashionably late. Uh, we are already fashionably uh, late. So I guess you, Eric, if we're fashionably late, will that make Danny unfashionably late? Uh, maybe. I mean, English is your first language. It's my second. So I'm looking for you to help me out here. Uh, Well, fashionably is actually a word. Unfashionably is not. So I'm going to say that no. But Uh, but what's the opposite of of, of fashionable? I mean, not. (laughs) Jesus, I don't. I don't. Um, we'll go with it. Unfashionably sounds fun. I like to make right. up words, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, you know, it's I do too. bananas. It's it's fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, well, we're waiting. I guess I guess you can tell us later. You you watched Dynamite yeah. yesterday. Yeah, I watched Dynamite. Uh, so you you did you you went through the pain. I guess I guess some people call it pain. Some people, you know, a lot of people. I guess uh, Melzer has a lot of subscribers. Um, you know, go bananas for it. Uh, apparently, uh, one of my new uh, uh, coworkers uh, watches AEW. Um, Interesting. Uh, yeah, so I can hold that against him. Uh, but no, yeah. So, uh, what do I have to? Do? To look forward to if I want to go back and watch, um, you know, Dynamite. If I want to pick things to watch, what do I want to watch uh, from yesterday's uh, part two of Fighter Fest? Uh, you want to watch the main event? Okay, main event. Uh, that's the IWGP United States Championship match. That's uh, getting a lot of love recently. Yeah, I mean, it's many vented. Uh, today, I mean last week, and it's going to main event again next week, I believe. Uh, I, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe uh, maybe it's not going to be the main event next week, but it's well, going back to back matches on it shows. Kicked, it kicked off the show last week, and then it main evented the show this week. So I feel like we need a happy medium and have it right dab at nine o'clock uh, this week or next yeah. week. I think part of the reason um, that it main evented this week is because of the Lance Archer win. It was in his hometown of Dallas, Texas, um, you know, and it was going to be a last man standing match. So there's going to be some chaos and plunder, and they didn't want to have to set all that up and then clear it out and keep the show going, I guess. I mean, Moxley fell into those two boards of, of barbed wire, was kind of stuck there, and that's why he couldn't answer the count of 10. So I guess they didn't want to have to clean that up and then continue on with the show, maybe. So That's here's why my main event of this week. Here's my question. I thought this was touted as a Texas death match. It doesn't, a te- doesn't a Texas death match have a count of 20? Or am I just mistaken? No, no they've never. No, not that I've never seen one with a count of 20. The rules do fluctuate a little bit. I've seen Texas death matches where you have to get a three count on the person first. Then you step and back, then, it goes to then 10. they count to 10. Yeah. yeah so I've, I've seen, seen some that. like that, 
Um, but this is the New Japan rules of a of a Texas death match. The same rules they used when um, Moxley and Archer fought the first time. It was just you could you could either you could either submit or a ten count. But ah. I will say that Rick Knox counted that ten count very very quickly at the end. There, it wasn't a dramatic one. <laughs> You know, it was like a one, yeah. two, three. I mean, he was counting fast because they were on a time schedule, baby. They were running out of time, and they yeah. most definitely had to get that. Uh, yeah, and they wanted the angle over. The yeah, yeah. 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 But I mean, ultimately, <laughs> that is you know the um, how Archer lost to um, to Moxley was doing. He did the double arm DDT off the apron through the tables at ringside. So that's what he was going for again, and then Archer was able to reverse and hit the big choke slam on it instead. Um, so they kind of, you know, told a little bit of that story as well. Um, the match was fine. I felt, you know, it probably could have been a little bit longer. It felt a little rushed at times, but I think that was, you know, it was sold well as both guys, you know, are very quick and intense. And so they literally just wanted to take the fight to each other as quickly as possible rather than do some weird stalling and feeling out process for the first several minutes. Well, we had to do a thirty-minute segment with uh, with our EVPs, so yeah, oh, yeah, yeah of course, of course, yeah, yeah. But the TV guy's got to be on TV, brother. You have to, you have to, you have to put over Omega and his lackeys, and and you know, well, yeah, listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's the bell collector. Okay, come down. Mm. Uh, so okay, mm. so what what else? What else do I want to go back and and watch uh, on Dynamite from this? Uh, that was about it. Uh, the the, I mean, the Brit Nyla match was okay, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Kazarian Gall or Kazarian did, Anderson did, did was Dan bad. Brian or CM Punk make a make debuts? Uh, no, but Chavo did, and yeah. apparently the, Nick Gage. Nick whoever that Gage, is. yes. Well, Nick you don't Gage, know who Nick Gage uh, is. No. MDK the only thing that I know on. about Nick Gage is that he went to prison. He's a felon, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you I know guess how, how many, what they you say know. about pro wrestling being for everybody is uh is accurate. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, you well, got, you know, you got he's, a good, of... he's a good guy. He's a good guy apparently. That's why people like him. Mm -hmm. Although he was so good when he when he stuck a gun in people's faces at a bank. Yeah, to rob them. Without wearing a mask or anything, literally just in his fucking cut off <laughs> pants and a t shirt. He was probably jacket. shouting his little catchphrase the whole time. Too. Yeah. Yep. I'm Nick fucking Gage, motherfucker. MDK, MDK like, oh, okay. give me your money. Not, not going to be hard to find you when you shout your name and you come in without a mask. Um, you said your name was what again? I, I didn't quite quite. Yeah, let me, let me go ahead and write it down. Can you please spell that? Yeah. Spell that out for um, Yeah, so. So Gage came out, but brought in by MJF to fight Jericho. I don't. I haven't quite watched enough to find out what Jericho's doing. They're calling it the, was it the trial? Not the trials of Jericho, but the something or other. The M M uh, uh. But basically, the first one was him fighting Sean Spears one on one, and he beat he beat Spears. So now his next test. Well, Spears was able week. to use a chair. And Jericho wasn't yeah. so okay. Yeah, okay. So that... it's they're trying to they're putting him in these matches and trying to essentially stack the deck against him. Um, but uh, 
he so MJF came out and said you get you know next week you get MJF um in a no disqualification match. The five labors so of Jericho. Oh, that's what they are. The five labors. Okay. Like the labors of Hercules or something. Um yeah. So that's that's the gimmick apparently. It's I, so, you know, doesn't necessarily mean Gage is signed. Doesn't mean he'll be used anymore after next week. I think they brought him out for the pop. And Jericho's claiming that the pain maker, Chris Jericho, will make a return. Um, Why? In order to take on Nick Gage. Well, he did his pretty little face paint. So Yeah, he did his pretty little face paint. Um, he put his lipstick on. Is he going to get an extra 20 pounds? The uh, maybe, maybe, you know. Well, fun. We, uh, we all okay. know that Jericho's going to win all five of these matches. Get his match yeah, 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 yeah. and win. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And it's not even about the storytelling because they didn't really even tell much of a story with the with the. No, there's there's no. They, they kind of rushed. They kind of rushed into it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let, let's let's go back to uh, the, the Fed and the weekend that was uh, here. Of course, uh, a big weekend uh, for WWE as they welcome back fans, uh, starting uh, at a sellout house in Houston, um, and SmackDown Live, uh, SmackDown on Fox. I'm sorry. Uh, what was a very it was a pretty good show. Uh, it started with Vince Man asking the fans where the hell were they, or where where the hell have they been, uh, which was kind of funny. Um, uh, this go home show for uh, for summer so for money in the bank. Uh, we did get to see uh, not no Becky Lynch. The man was, was you know although she, you know you know she kept teasing all weekend she be. She, she, she was around. Uh, she did not make an appearance uh, at any time, but we did get the return of Finn Balor to the main roster. So his NXT stint is over, and he's now back in the main roster and part of SmackDown on Fox. Good for him. Um, you know, he, he did <laughs> so much in NXT on this return to help, you know, not – not only try and bring additional eyes to it, but um, also that he, you know, did so much to raise the talent that was there, show, you know, that that these talent can hang with, with a main-level roster guy and try to bring them out, um, you know, uh, kind of out of their shells and let them, let them thrive in a bigger spotlight than some of them... Uh, some of them may have had before, you know, I mean, I think those, those singles matches with Kyle, you know, prior to the undisputed era breaking up, I think started to show people that Kyle could be a quality singles wrestler, not just a tag specialist and that he could potentially hang on his own. So that when the undisputed era started to crack and he went out on his own, he was seen seriously. And it was legitimate threat, not just to, Oh, this guy's mostly a tag wrestler. What is he going to do? They saw how well he could hang against Finn Balor, and they knew that you know that he could be he could be a guy too, a top guy too. So I think that was the big thing that Finn Balor did with NXT, and you know he 
he definitely earned his keep there. You know, I, I bet he probably had some of the kinds of matches he likes to have. The types of matches a little more hard hitting than what he will get probably on the main roster. Matches that have a little bit more time as they were on takeovers, et cetera, than he may get on a regular weekly basis, you know, with the constraints of, of WWE television. Um, so now he goes back and, you know, hopefully he can he can move right up that ladder again. I mean, when he left NXT, he left or when he left the main roster, you know, it was due to injury. Um, but he was already a top tier talent at that time. Um, you know, he fought Brock Lesnar for the championship. He was the, you know, before that, he was the first ever universal champion. Um, hours. Yeah, for about 24 hours before he had to relinquish due to injury. Um, but, you know, he proved that he can be a top of a talent. And now that he's kind of changed the persona up a little bit, you know, he's no longer, you know, before then he was kind of the, what the ordinary man who could do extraordinary things. And they were basically touting him as this, you know, basically an underdog babyface type role. But now he's the prince again, and the prince is is kind of a very different role. It's it's you know the fans may take to it. He may still be considered a fan favorite, but ultimately it's a very you know kind of arrogant, kind of cocky heel persona, where he believes that he truly is the best, and everybody else is is just trying to find a place underneath him. Um, so I'm interested to see how how that gets over and how how well he does you know with the with the roster as it is now. I'm hoping that he more so stays the prince than goes back to the the demon type character because as as fun yeah. as the demon as fun as the demon was the first couple of times it ran its course. Um, it yeah, I mean WWE pushed it. They pushed it too close together too many times, you know. And they yeah. were like, "It's a Saudi show. The demon's going to be here." We're like, "Well, why is the demon going to be here? He's supposed to only come out like for big In matches, blood for feud, big feuds, yeah. those kind of things, not just because it's a special appearance and you want to get people to watch." And, like, I get it. Like, you want characters, but at the same time, like, the Prince is a good character. We don't need Demon Balor every pay-per-view. Um, yeah. So hopefully they save it, because you, you know they're going to do it again, but hopefully they save it for a blood feud or for for something that, you know, it just seems like Balor can't overcome the odds, and then wham, bam, we paint our face up like Venom, and we kill each other. Yeah. No. Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, Finn Balor has called uh, his latest NXT run one of the best uh, runs in his career, pr- probably the best run in his WWE career. So It was fantastic. Uh, definitely happy to see uh, Finn Balor back on the main roster. Uh, and, yeah, he should have uh, some exciting matches and – or knows what will happen when he crosses paths with uh, the tribal chief. Um, uh, also announced for next week uh, will be uh, the debut of Tony Storm on SmackDown uh, on Fox. So you know we you know we've already had the addition of uh, Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart on SmackDown, and now uh, Tony. I will be joining the fray. So a a brand that much needed uh, women on his roster after the last few releases uh, is getting some uh, some new blood. And yeah, Shotzi should be good for the brand. Yeah. So uh, I believe they're actually touting her in as a 
baby face. Um, yeah, which is which is different than how she was in you know as the last of time in NXT. Yeah, they seem to be touting but, her as as a good guy. But I'm here for it. Uh, Tony, yeah, sure. Tony's fantastic. So she's all she's really going to do is elevate the division. So yeah, yeah, definitely a welcome. Uh, so a welcome division into the division. Yeah. So ex- ex- an exciting go home show here with a sellout crowd in uh, Houston and over to Fort Worth, Texas. We go uh, for money in the bank. Money, money, money. Uh, and, yeah, uh, we're looking forward to a really good show here. And uh, we start with the kickoff show. Uh, uh, and in the kickoff show, the Usos defeated the Mysterios to uh, win the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um, of course, you know, all thanks to, you know, the Tribal Chief who led them to victory. Um so all credit goes what, to Roman. Um, what number title reign is this for the Usos? Seven. Do we know? Seven championships for the Usos. Yep. Well, you know, I mean, essentially, they're you know, them and New Day are pretty much the most consistent teams for WWE for like the last decade. Um, mm-hmm. Any other team has been, you know, broken up, split apart, turned against each other, fired, whatever. Um, but they've been there. And, you know, they can still still continue to put out quality matches. You know, they're getting a little bit diversified in their character work with, you know, with the programs with Roman over the last several months. Um, you know, at this point, they're even kind of having a little bit of differing personalities as one of them, you know, is completely on board with Roman and the other's still kind of like undecided, basically. Like he's kind of talking the talk, but you could, you know, he's he's showing it in his face that maybe he doesn't necessarily believe it. It's just the best thing for him now. Um, so it's it's been really good for them, and you know, usually when the champion has some running baits that are a tag team, they end up holding the belts. Um, I mean, that's pretty standard with with WWE. So. It was not really a surprise that the Usos of free game the championship. Um, you know, I mean, they're they're good. They're really good, and you know, they'll continue to have good matches with with whomever you put them in front of. And kind of along the same tokens that you were talking about, it's pretty much been New Day Usos and whatever tag team partner they've wanted to pair Cesaro with um, over the last yeah. ten years, essentially. Um, but yeah, the Usos, you know. <clears throat> It does look like Jay is 100% on board. Jimmy's still... Uh, I, f- I feel like he's doing what his brother wants him to do, but it's not necessarily what he wants to do. Um, yeah, he's doing what's best for like them right now, but he's not He's not fully buying into the, into the Kool-Aid yet. Exactly. He's not really there uh, acknowledging as he should be, but whatever. That's another storyline for another day, I'm sure. Um... But yeah, I, I I I think the Mysterios were never intended to have a long title reign. I think it was just a feel good moment of oh look, our first ever father son tag champs. Um, and you know it served its purpose. They did fine. Um, 
But, you know, I think a lot of people were upset that the Usos won because uh, I, I think a lot of people wanted repercussions for the DUI, um, which I yeah, can, yeah. Which I understand. Yeah, less than two weeks ago, <laughs> he got arrested. Now he's a champion again. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and the word coming out of WWE is apparently they didn't want to do anything to ruin a storyline that's coming up in the future. Uh, apparently, gotcha. between, apparently between I'm from what I hear, the WrestleMania plan is Reigns and an Oos versus uh, Rock and an Oos. So they mm. don't want to ruin that. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, in the in the past, what they've done, you know, they've they've been able they've used as an option. When somebody does something, violates the wellness policy, for example, you know, the, the wellness policy says that you're supposed to be suspended, you know, 30 days, the first offense, etc. But in the past, they've allowed people to continue working. They just work those 30 days without pay. Um, yeah. I think I think Orton's done Orton. that once because he was in a main yeah. event program and they didn't want to just kill the program off. So he just worked for the 30 days and didn't get paid for it um, rather than sit at home for the 30 days. So there might be something behind the scenes like that with Oos. Yeah. Where he, where he is somehow being punished. He may be fined or something, um, and they may just try to keep it as low-key as possible because they don't want it to affect the storyline either. They don't want the fans to turn on the storyline, especially if he's supposed to be the good guy in the story. They don't want him to seem like the asshole. And I mean, they've even been kind of digging it at him for it the last couple weeks too. Yeah, they've made I mean, some shots at him. Um, we, yeah, I mean, barely though. They they kind of did something without saying something, cheap. you know. Yeah, it's if, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. know, you know. If, if you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, good for Oos. Good for Oos too. Um. They're honestly one or number one or number two of the best tag teams that WWE currently has. So yeah, and uh, the even more good news for Us, uh, Naomi has been moved to uh, SmackDown on Fox as well. So so he gets to travel around with that. his wife. That's good. Yeah, yeah. and I guess the they, bloodline gets the, bigger. Yeah, potentially. I would imagine they try to bring her in, and maybe that's. You know, they try to use her as leverage. You know, she follows behind Roman, and then they try to use her to convince Jimmy, you know, to get fully on board like he's supposed to. You know, I could see that being part of the story. Um, you know, or or her being against it and being like, Jimmy, what are you doing? Um, you know, and, and she's the one who helps convince him to, to, you know, to not be with, not stay with Roman. So... I see her being it becoming an integral part of the story. Um, it just yeah. depends on how. I, I feel like they'll end up having her win the women's championship from Bianca, uh, just so that the bloodline can hold all the gold. Can they? They can all have gold on them. Yeah. 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 So they can all, right. all wear gold. So next up, we we get the ma- we go get the main show on the road. Uh, and of course, uh, Danny and I were watching this show literally on the road. Um, I was watching yes. it in my bed. <laughs> uh, we, were tra- we were traveling yeah. around in Charlotte, uh, North Woo! Carolina. No. Uh-huh. Um, no. Yeah. 
shout out to uh, Queen City Lucha, a new Lucha yes. promotion in North Carolina, uh, for hosting us and having the MLA uh, crowd, the MLA stars there um, as they debuted uh, with Elijo del Santo being uh, in the main event. It was uh, it was a very hot crowd. Not only was the crowd very excited, but uh, it was extremely it was, warm. It was, yeah. It was, yeah. a, it was a warehouse with uh, no AC, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, they had some fans and stuff, but it was it, it had rained earlier that day, and anyone who lives in the South knows that when it rains a little mm. bit earlier in the day, it just You're means that die. second half of the day is going to be muggy and swampy and just dripping with sweat. Yeah. And Shout we out were. to the queen of Queen City as well. But, but you know, the fans had a great time. It was a total success. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, watch out for more from them out of Charlotte. Uh, yeah, but Ooh. so here we are. Uh, Money in the Bank, the ladder match for the Women's Championship contract, and Nikki A.S.H. Nikki Ash defeats Alexa Bliss, Oscar, Liv Morgan, Naomi, Natalia, Tamina, and Selena Vega to become Miss Money in the Bank. I, I remember talking to Danny about this on uh, you know on the ride back. Uh, that I think none of us had predicted Nikki to win. And honestly, if you asked me, she would have been the last option I would have selected. Uh, if I had to have selected everybody in order, I would have had Tamina second to last and Nikki as last to win this Oof. thing. Um, wow. Showing, showing no love to Nikki. But hey, it, it it doesn't matter how much love or not love I show her. She is uh, now uh, Miss Money in the Bank. So, uh, and you know what? That crowd loved it. I loved uh, the it. The crowd in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, was all for it. Uh, and you know, kudos to to Nikki. You know who. You know, she comes, you know, she, she, she comes and she's with a group and the whole group is fired. Now she's in catering, wondering what they're going to do with her life. Uh, her husband then is also let go and uh, she has nowhere to go. Her partner uh, in crime, uh, Alexa Bliss, is not doing her own totally different thing. And here she pitches this Nikki Ash character. You know, and look at look at what it's gotten her. And you know, I mean, I'm sorry, but Nikki Ash is kind of a character that uh, I think could be very well marketed to little girls. Uh, yeah, absolutely. They can sell definitely. She can make a lot. They can sell a lot of merch. You know, sell little capes and masks at live shows, and um, you know, I mean, it's. It's already getting a good reception, I think, from a lot of the fans. Not just not just little ones, but but bigger people too, who kind of see the the comedy and the whimsy of it, and that yeah. she's and the ones that also so well. love Nikki, yeah, yeah, that, that love Nikki and love that she's you know they're they're doing something with her as you know by herself, not putting her with somebody else or a group or a tag team. It's literally just her. Um, but yeah, I I definitely did not see her winning, and the way she won too was very, um, very quick. You know, she was not dominant at that point in the match, 
everybody was climbing the ladders, battling up there, and she literally just kind of ran up the ladders over people, snatched it, and she won. Um, mm. You know, so it was very much picking the opportune time um, to win to win the match. The match was really fun, though. I really enjoyed it. I kept getting thrown off by Tamina and Natty's gear as Tamina was wearing pink and black and Natty was wearing red and black. So I don't recall Natty not wearing pink in a match in a very, very, very long time. And then she's got a tag partner who's wearing the pink. So I kept getting thrown off by who's that in the ring again? Oh, oh okay. It is, yeah. it is Tamina. Okay. Um, it, but, this really did disturb Danny because he even brought it up multiple times after the fact. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely yeah. did not like Natty not wearing the family color. But, you know, the match was good. I felt everybody had their chance to, you know, have their spots, to have their moments of shine. Um, you know, we at, – at one point, it looked like Liv had it. And then, you know, something – and then it, it changed around and she didn't. Um, I think, you know, she was kind of a sentimental favorite for a lot of people. Um, and she was so, so close to winning, but – you know, ultimately, is it not her time just yet? Um, but the good thing about this match is you can pull storylines out of the interactions that people had in this match. So, mm-hmm. you know, now you could maybe lead to a program for Liv, you know, with one of the other competitors, you know, maybe Zelina Vega. You know, she felt Zelina, you know, blah, 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 disrespected her, whatever, you know, whatever they want to say to build a program for a little bit with, you know, between them as. You know, Liv continues to move closer to the title, um, so that if she does win it, you know, it is it is still seen as a very big moment. Yeah, um, I believe Nikki was my number two pick. Um, I know we didn't go into like rank how yeah, they're gonna... first three or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I, I, Nikki would have been my second pick behind Liv. Um, and and you know, I kept getting worried throughout the match because. They kept letting Tamina and Natty get a lot in. Like, they dominated a lot, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it, you would think being that they're essentially a tag team in that type of match that, yes, they would work together, um, you know, and that they may have an advantage, but they got a lot in even on their own. Um, yeah. You know, so, yeah, there were a lot of moments where it looked like it could be one of them. Um but you know it as we've talked in the past money in, at its core money in the bank is about elevating new people to championship level and you know nikki having not won the championship before having not really had a lot of opportunities at the championship um you know getting the win definitely does that definitely suits that you know original play of it yeah, and it, and I mean, like Nikki winning it is very uh, good, honestly. Um, I I don't know how you feel, Patrick, but I know me and you love Nikki Danger. Um, so yes. like I am very very happy for her. Um, very happy that she won Money in the Bank. Um, and yeah, like it was like I said that it should have been done. It, it was used to elevate somebody that needed to be elevated yeah no i i'm very much like nikki i have nothing against her it's just that you know if i had to if i had to guess who they were going with did that did i see that one going but uh you know i think that it, it worked out 
Uh, we'll, we'll find out later on. Uh, AJ Styles and Omos defeated the Viking Raiders to retain the World Tag Team Championships. Uh, of course, after uh, a six-man tag match on Monday Night Raw, uh, the Viking Raiders will get one more shot at the Tag Team Champions next Monday. Uh, hopefully, this will be the time the Viking Raiders uh, get the belts. But on this night, AJ and Omos retained. I felt they did a lot of good stuff with the match because you know they they showed a lot in Omus as he you know was able to manhandle essentially the Viking Raiders. Um, you know, I mean they're big powerful guys, and I mean he's a big powerful guy too. And he's you know he essentially made them look like small men um, by the way he was handling them and everything. But you know, with he almost is the type of character that you know, getting a little bit more and a little bit more each time I think is the best. He's still, you know, he's still very new in wrestling, so you don't want to push him out there and make him do a lot of stuff he's not, he, you know, that he's not quite comfortable with and make him look bad. So you do a little bit more and a little bit more and and the people stay on board, and I think they did that. Um, you know, I was a little disappointed. The boys, the Viking Raiders did not win, but, um, you know, I, I get the story they're going with. It's, it's about building Omus right now. I really was not expecting to like the AJ Omos storyline. Um, I like the AJ Omos storyline. I just like how AJ just acts like this big, tough son of a bitch because he has Omos behind him. Like, it's just fantastic. He, t- he says what he wants to say. He does what he wants to do. And then if somebody tries to, like, step up, he's just like, oh, hey. Here you go, Omos. Handle it. Yeah, he just uh, he just steps behind Omos. Then, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love it. Uh, it's the it's the chicken shit heel essentially. And yeah, he's great at it. AJ's great at it. Some weird way. Um, but the match was fine. I think they did a lot to elevate Omos, like you said. Um, AJ is AJ. Yeah, I mean, you don't even have to say anything about that. He could legitimately put on a five star match with a piece of string. Um. And, you know, it, it wasn't quite the Viking Raiders time, but maybe now with this match Monday, it will be because um, I like I like the Viking Raiders. They're good. Um, but, yeah, a good, solid tag team match. Yeah. Uh, next up uh, for WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley defeated Kofi Kingston. By technical submission, as he made him pass out. Uh, yeah, so Bobby Lashley. Fucking stupid ass. Unstoppable. The, uh, I mean, the, Lashley the, pretty, pretty much dominated that match as well. You know, I was Kobe about to had say. Moments, the word win is. A uh, dominating win by yeah. Lashley. And I think that's what it's designed to be, you know? Yeah. Kofi, you know, had his, you know, has, has been a star and he's had his. You know, big. He had his big WrestleMania moment, Kofi Mania, and all that. So it's it's proven to the fans that he can get the job done. So for somebody to go out there and control and dominate him is a, is a big thing. Um, and I think that was the story there. You know, it's it's setting up for bigger things, as you know, potentially other stories, as you know, members of the New Day continued to battle with Lashley. 
you know, yeah, defeat was an operative word because Lashley beat the ever-loving shit out of uh, Kofi Kingston. And I I personally thought Kofi was going to get his time to shine once yeah. again. Um, but it just wasn't in the cards. Um, I, and also my prediction of what was going to happen after this match did not come true, so that's sad too. But, I mean, all in all, everything that they've been doing the last, since what, March, has been to make Bobby Lashley look like an, a bruising ass kicker of a champion. And essentially, that's exactly what he did. He went out and he kicked Kofi's ass. Yeah. He, d- he definitely did that. Um, yeah. I expected Bobby it to be more competitive. <laughs> I, you know, maybe, but, you know, at this point, Bobby Lashley's got bigger fish to fry. Um, next hope. up, Char- Charlotte Flair defeated Rhea Ripley Woo! by submission uh, to uh, retain the Raw Women's uh, Championship. Uh, Say it with me, Danger. Woo! Of course, you know, that did not last long. You can't love the Queen City and not love the Queen, sir. Uh, because... Who said I love the Queen City? We, we, were, we were saved by a... Uh, a, a so, almost you know, a superhero. Almost a superhero, thank you. English is not my first language. A sneaky Ash came out and cashed in her money in the bank. On Raw. On, Mon- on Raw. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had a rematch on I, Raw. I know. I know. That ended in here. DQ. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh, follow me. I'm, 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 I'm getting You're jumping too. around a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> we, we don't have time to cover all of Monday Night Raw. All right. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to a couple of other parts. So. Yeah, so yeah, so it wouldn't. So, so I was saying, I uh, didn't last long because Nikki Ash cashed in her money in the bank, uh, you know, contract uh, the next night, and she is mm-hmm. now your new Raw Women's Championship. And the crowd in Dallas roared for their almost superhero. She yeah, had, they were almost uh... a superhero, but she is. Your champion. I make the joke Very sometimes that the crowd goes mild, but the crowd legitimately went wild for that. Yeah, they were very, very happy with that. Um, with that win, um, you know, and then ultimately that's what it was about. And they saw that how fans were taking to Nikki, so they gave her money in the bank and saw how the fans reacted so well to her win. That they went ahead and did did the title win as opposed to having her hold on to it for quite some time or something. Um, so, I yes, fully on board with this. I'm happy to see where she takes it, what she does with it. Um, you know, future challengers. I'm all for it. Well, we know that there's a disgruntled queen um, that's probably going to be first in line. As she I think she is. was disgruntled even as champion, though. She's kind of just disgruntled. She's always disgruntled for some reason. Yeah. She had to she kind of went and broke the peacock. Yeah. Mm. It's all her fault. All the peak all the cock, cock problems. 
Although yeah, it was like pretty funny that missed. she flipped the crowd off and Peacock was like, no, can't have that. And then went black screen. Yeah. Uh, Only to come back to show Charlotte flipping the crowd off. But whatever. Mm-hmm. What do I know? Next up, the men's money ladder bag match. Biggie defeats Drew McIntyre, John Morrison, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, Ricochet, Riddle, and Seth Rollins. Match was fast and furious at times. Um, some people got kind of written out of the match fairly earlier than I thought. They just kind of had a big spot, and then you didn't see them the rest of the match. Um, but you know, I, the I, you know the one who won. If you you know you heard the ovation. The one who won was the one the fans wanted. And yeah. they want to see Big E go for that big championship. And yep. by winning money in the bank, he now has the opportunity. Um, just decide, you know, just it's it's his option of who to pick. And, you know, that's where you have this possible story where he can go right after Lashley. As Lashley has, you know, thoroughly defeated and dismantled his friends. Um, so you know, potentially make a title win even sweeter by beating somebody who hurts your friends. Or he could try to dethrone Roman. Um, you know, something that, you know, lots of people have tried, but many, you know, but none have thus been able. Um, so he has his options, and I think either one could be a good story. But, you know, uh, my guess is he he goes after Bobby Lashley. Mm. So the way it can play out three different ways. Like, but Lashley, it can play out with Roman or it can play out with Lashley's next challenger. He has always said that Lashley's next challenger is legitimately his dream match. So that's a possibility. The possibility of you know, avenging his New Day stablemates is always there. But I think he's going to go with Roman just because they've been playing that story up for a couple of months now that he wanted to go into WrestleMania 38 as the Intercontinental Champion and face Roman title for title. Like, they, that, they've been talking about that for a while and he even said on a podcast last week that if he won Money in the Bank, regardless of the outcome of Lashley, Kofi, his target was Roman. So okay. I'm going to assume that it's Roman, but okay. who knows? You know what? Daniel Bryan said he wasn't going to cash in until WrestleMania, and then he cashed in at Royal Rumble. But so. that was kind of at the urging of his then friend, The Big Show. That is true. That is true. The big show was trying to get him to cash in multiple times, and, and Diana Bryan was like, no, 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 I want to hold out and wait. And then he cashed in on Big Show. <laughs> and then he cashed in on Big Show after he got dropped on his head by Mark Henry. Yeah. Slot of a bitch. The, su- the, summer of, the summer of pain made, uh, you know, made his championship run possible. Started mm-hmm. the Yes movement. All right, um... In your main event, Roman Reigns defeats Edge to retain the Universal Championship. 
Um, but of course, nothing more important than what happened post match. Um, when that music hit and everybody knew, everybody shit themselves. Their time, you know, your time, time is was over. now. Your time and is over. And it was time, time to show your loyalty, hustle, and respect. John Cena is back. For the summer of Cena, and of course, it's going to lead to a match at SummerSlam between Roman Reigns and John Cena for the Universal Championship. Well, that's what we expect, you know. Um, and you know, uh, they basically just kind of had a, a fun war of words, you know. Um, as you know, Roman's kind of been dominating people and and burying them a little bit so cena said hey let me show you how it's done young man <laughs> i've been bur- i've been burying folks since since you could walk sir um burying young talent like you do um so yeah we'll see where it goes um john cena makes his triumphant return to smackdown tomorrow so i assume there will also be another confrontation. Whether he calls Roman out or not, I assume Roman will come out as well, Roman probably well, feels greatly dis Roman probably well, John, feels greatly John, disrespected that yeah. Cena well, came and interrupted his Roman on Monday night. So Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So he did he call has him out already. Challenge. It is gotcha. official. Okay. Challenge official. It's just now he will be there on the SmackDown on the Fox. To face off with the champ and hear his response, which you know, we expect the tribal chief to accept, and because he shall not be disrespected. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I kind of popped hard for that. Um, it was my second loudest pop of the night. Of course, you the, did in the as house. Did, as did anyone and everyone. Um, absence makes the heart grow fonder. It's been over a year since we've seen Cena. And even before that year, he was sporadic. And even before the sporadicness, he wasn't really in the world title picture. He was kind of running his John Cena U.S. Invitational. So it's been about four or five years since Cena's been on top on top. So it's hard to not be kind of excited for him to be back especially since you know the only reason we all hate Cena anyway is because he was pushed down our throats from 06 I've never hated Cena okay Okay. You also still don't um, hate Hulk Hogan, even though he's a racist. So. He's a racist piece of shit. Um, but yeah. anyway, um, so for us normal fans that have all hated John Cena from 2006 go. to like 2015 yeah, it was weird. Like I popped, and then I immediately was like, "Wait, wait, 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 no!" And then I was like, "Okay, no, it's okay to pop. It's been a while. It's not yeah. like it's Dwayne." And, and and then you went to WWEshop dot com and see how about the brand new Cena shirt? Yeah, probably. I have never bought a Cena T shirt, and I will never buy a Cena T shirt. I regret never buying the yellow and black one. He had like a yellow and black one and the yellow and red one too. 
Yeah. Which you being a Hogan fan, I'm shocked you didn't buy the yellow and red one. I, I don't remember the red and yellow. I remember the the black and and yellow though. And my maybe it wasn't a yellow and red one. Maybe I'm just stupid. Well, you know, no one's gonna disagree with that. So uh, yeah, the big so, fan Cena comes back, and the fans are crazy and happy to see him. Um. <laughs> Moves right in the title picture. Yeah, I think, you know, most people are happy to see him because they still know that he's a big deal. And, you know, I, you know, most people, when they come back, usually get a big, you know, a big return pop. And, you know, I think Cena probably won over some other fans by, you know, his acting work and his other roles and people seeing him outside of wrestling and seeing his personality mm. outside of wrestling a little more. I think he won a few more fans. Um, you know, I mean, he's in some of the biggest movie franchises that are currently running. You know, he was just in, you know, F9. He'll be in the Suicide Squad movie, and they just dropped the trailer for that. Or that's coming so out soon. it's called soon. the Attitude Something Adjustment, like not the F5. There you go. There you go. I didn't say the F5. I said F9. Yeah, for the F9. movie Fast and the Furious, bro. Mm-hmm. Get just, on the picture. That was a shit yeah. joke. Stop it. It was the FU anyways, okay? Um, mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I think he'll do good, and I think the hope is that with his return, he brings you know more casuals, maybe some non-wrestling fans who've liked him for his work outside of WWE to come back and say, "Hey, maybe I should check this guy out now that he's back in WWE." Um, so yeah. I'm, you know, interested to see, you know, how how well he he handles things. You know, I mean, it's been a while. You know, is he as good as he once was? Does he still have it, you know? Um, I mean, his promos are certainly as good as they've ever been. Yeah. Um, so, you know, now is his chance to prove it in the ring. And his, really he's counts. always the ultimate, you know, ultimate company man anyway. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. But is it safe uh, to say that Roman's time is up and Cena's time is now? I don't know if I'd go that far just yet. Yeah. Um, because part of that depends on how long John can stay. Um, you know, he he might only be around three or four months, and they could do a short title reign with him. But to just me, to get him I, 17. Yeah, just to get him up there. But I um yeah, I think it's still it's to me, it's still just it's gonna be decided on how long he's, he's able to stick around. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure that he gets the belt, honestly. But we'll see. It's going to be an interesting summer to uh, uh, watch the summer of Cena, quote-unquote. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know, right? Yeah, John Cena being advertised from here to WrestleMania on every Monday Night Raw. On oh, from here to WrestleMania. Okay. I'm sorry, WrestleMania. I meant SummerSlam. Sorry. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, those are very different here times. SummerSlam. Every Monday Night Raw, every SmackDown on Fox, and every Super Show. Maybe he'll so, be at my house show in September. Come on, brother. You know well, Cena don't work house shows. See, they'll tell you at the very beginning. They'll tell you Listen, at the very beginning and be uh, like, John Cena's not at this event. If you would like no, no, a no. refund, please come to the to the whatever desk. Before the end of the second match, and you can have a full refund. Of your ticket. I, well, hell, my I, show I might get canceled anyway. Well, as I said, he's been advertising every show until WrestleMania, 
That's August 21st. Mine's September. Last time I checked, September was after yeah. August. It is, yes. And you, and you said WrestleMania again, even though you meant SummerSlam. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, that investment's got me, like, you know, thinking that SummerSlam is like WrestleMania. So he, he's got that, you know, brain power, mind control things, but whatever. Um, all right. That's sick. Uh, the next night, uh, okay, still no Becky Lynch. The next night, uh, we get another fun show from Dallas, Texas. Uh, and again, uh, another hot crowd. We get a, a bunch of matches. Uh, but we do get two big returns in uh, in the Bobby, well, in back-to-back, uh, I guess, matches. Uh, first, Bobby Lashley uh, in his open challenge uh, defeats a returning... Keith Lee, please bask in his glory. The Limitless One is back, uh, although he did lose in less than six minutes. Uh, but he looked right, uh, and hopefully he's better than ever. And, of course, post-match, uh, Goldberg came out and let Lashley know that uh, he was next. Kids love Goldberg. Kids love fucking Goldberg. <laughs> there was a tweet that I sent Dave earlier today that was talking about the rumors of Punk and Brian, and uh, it was like it was in a creative meeting. It was, the, and like, but it was the fake WWE creative post. Creative that make a lot yeah. of jokes, yeah. And he was like, uh, "Sir, AEW's apparently got Punk and Brian. What are we gonna do?" He's like, "Well, do we still have Goldberg?" And they're like, "Yeah." He's like, "Good, we'll be fine. We're set. Don't worry." We're set. Kids, Kids love, love Goldberg. Goldberg. Kids love Goldberg, brother. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Keith Lee and Goldberg are back. In yes. The, the happy one for of those Keith I'm Lee. Happy about. Hopefully, he's able to stick around this time. Um, you know, unfortunately, he's he's had kind of stops and starts on the roster, um, the main roster. Uh, you know, undisclosed issues. He never really fully explained them. He claims that he will at a later date. So, don't know if it's mental health, a sick family member, you know, who knows because I assume if it would just if it was just a physical injury, most people would be fairly forthcoming with that information. But since he's feeling kind of shy about about releasing that, um, I assume it's something something much, you know, much a little more complicated. Um, than just, oh yeah, I tore my rotator cuff and now I got to sit out for, you know, however long. Um, you may not be allowed to talk about it. Uh, yeah, that could That's be kind of what it's seeming a like. A thing um, that WWE would not want him talking about, whatever it may be. Um, but losing to the champion in a handful of minutes isn't quite a great debut, but hey, it wasn't the worst debut on Monday Night Raw that we saw uh, that night. I mean, he. I mean, he. He lost to the <laughs> champion, right? So, yeah, he, he lost to the champion. It's not like he lost. Kind of, kind know, of quickly. To somebody half his quickly. Size. Um. So in, in the next match, Jeff Hardy came out 
Uh, and he came out to what was the name of the song? No, no more, more words. words. The greatest uh, theme song ever released. Which was part of the deal that he wanted to do with the release. Like, hey, when fans are back, I want this song that Patrick has never heard of. Um, but hey, uh, people loved it. Uh, so people on the Twitter uh, going bananas for it. I went cuckoo bananas um, for it. And uh, yeah. The debut of the NXT champion, Karrion Cross, who in less than two minutes is defeated by pinfall by Jeff Hardy. Cheating, but by pinfall. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. How did, how did, he, how did he cheat? Did I miss that? He Hardy had, had his feet on the ropes. ropes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it wasn't so a clean pen, but that's how they're quote unquote protecting carrying cross. But still. Didn't protect him from NXT chance. But uh No, no. Yeah. Um not a not a good start. First you don't give him uh Scarlet, then he kinda loses to uh they got rid of all the smokes and mirrors. Yeah. They, just, and they uh, lose to him. He was he's uh, the unstoppable monster in NXT. Nobody can defeat him. Nobody can touch him. But he comes out and he loses very quickly to a mid mid level guy. Um, so I guess it's upset a lot of fans that you know that's just to show how Vince still feels about um, NXT that he does not see them as a third brand. That pretty much whatever happens on NXT is inconsequential to what happens on the main roster. Yeah, and it's yeah. developmental brand. I mean, I guess he sees it that way. I mean, they had kind of touted it like it wasn't, but now it kind of, I guess, is. Um, but I guess we realized who the real uh, powerhouse of that duo is because without Scarlet, he loses. So Scarlet is the should be the NXT champion because she's obviously the reason he was winning. Uh, so I, I think we need to let... Uh, Mr. Regal know that Johnny needs a rematch uh, sans Scarlet because obviously without Scarlet Johnny would be our NXT champion right now. Yeah, that's not happening. Uh, of course we know NXT TakeOver has been announced for Sunday, August 22nd. And Sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, but Takeover, it'll be Karrion Cross versus Samoa freaking Joe. Yeah, bye, Cross. Back in the ring. Joe's going to kill him. Uh, and not to be uh, left behind, they're making this a, 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 a butt kicking of a takeover. Walter will be defending his NXT. Uh, UK Championship against Ilja Dragunov at TakeOver as well. Of course, this uh, much-anticipated rematch is supposed to happen a few weeks ago on, on NXT UK TV, but due to uh, you know in a head injury, I think a head or wrist injury uh, by Walter, uh, they had to postpone it, and now uh, this match uh, of course, uh, p- many people's uh, p- favorite match of 2020. Uh, it was definitely one, my, one of my top five. 
will be uh, done at TakeOver. So back-to-back, uh, it's going to be some heavy hitting at TakeOver. These guys all in the ring, they better reinforce uh, the, you know, the ropes in the ring, make sure that it's all nice and tight because one of these two matches is just going to going to break things. But, man, yeah, what a takeover. Are you guys excited? Or, I'm like, to me, like, you, you, you don't have to book anything else. I'm okay with this. Of course, we know more stuff is coming. But what a two, what a one, two punch matches already out of the gate. Yeah, Joe's going to kill Carrion. I mean, like, hopefully so. Legitimately. All right. So now, uh, just be- before we get to uh, to to watch the, the, the show for the week, um, uh, Eric, I'm going to ask you to uh, if you can get your your D20 out because I have no clue where mine is. Okay. Uh, we we got we got the news that uh, unfortunately, uh, Ibush is going to miss a few more shows as he's dealing with uh, pneumonia. Uh, like or at least a case of aspiration pneumonia, uh, likely uh, linked to his post uh, COVID vaccine shot. Uh, but we do get those sad news that we're gonna miss miss it for a few shows. Uh, but we do get uh, the very happy news uh, that Hiromu Takahashi announced. He has been cleared by the doctors to return uh, after, uh, you know, tearing uh, his uh, or yeah, his pectoral muscle, his arm. Uh, he, ha- he is now good to go. He's cleared. And, yeah, uh, we're going to see Hiromu uh, Takahashi back in the ring sooner than later. Uh, Danny, I think this doesn't happen at a better time. Uh, you know, right before the G1, I don't know. Yeah. Could this be the uh, time? You know, I mean, he's he's a junior heavyweight still. Right, but could this be um, the moment? You know, can you take advantage of it, especially with still some travel restrictions in Japan and people not being able to get, get back? Maybe. Maybe we have seen juniors compete in the G1 before. Um, you know, Will Ospreay was technically a junior when he competed in the in – the, in the G1, I think. Um, but, you know, I think it's still in their best interest to keep Hiromu, um, uh, you know, as a junior rather than push him to push him to heavyweight just for the G1. Um, I, you know, he's, he, he's always said, you know, he wants to headline Wrestle Kingdom as the junior heavyweight champion. So I think his goal remains the same. Um, so I don't see him. Uh, I don't see him going to heavyweight. But it is it is a very good thing that he's clear. Um, you know, El Desperado has a, a defense versus Robbie Eagles coming up. But after that, I assume Hiromu will want to get back at um, at his championship. Um, you know, I mean, it's basically his division. The championship is just waiting there anytime he wants to take it. Um, so I expect him to be back in the title picture mix very soon. Mm-hmm. 
Now, for second time, we are we we will be you know going into our, our main event now, talking, watching back a, a past match from uh, the Great American Bash. Um, but we will cover uh, next week uh, the fall, you know, uh, Slam anniversary. Uh, plus the fallout of uh, a bunch of stuff started happening uh, this week on Impact on Access TV. So uh, I-, I wanted to talk about it on this episode, but uh, I mean, I feel like there are some things that we can uh, take our time uh, talking about, and I just don't want to rush when there's, there's a few things that we could probably go long form and, uh, and cover when it comes to what the recent happenings uh, with the impact. But, yeah, you know, they had a solid show and uh, lots, 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 lots to talk about there. So more on that tomorrow. So, all right, Eric, are you ready? Sure. You sound so enthused. I just didn't know what we were doing. I didn't know if we were done with bash or not no, it's still it's still july we were doing bash all july long yeah that's the gimmick. i think i've i think this was a number that we've already done seven yeah we turned seven down actually because i think that's we right. had it or he didn't like it or whatever 18 the great american bash 18 uh that was 2007 we already did 2007 damn it Okay, that was the one with Mox where we saw um, twenty more. Uh, twenty. That is that bash. Uh, that's from two thousand and nine. Uh, so here we have on that one. R- Randy Orton versus Triple H in the three stages of hell. Oh, Jesus. John Cena versus The Miz. Jeff Hardy versus CM Punk. Michelle McCool versus Melina. Chris Jericho and Edge versus the Colognes. Uh, Dolph Ziggler versus the, the Great Kali. Uh, Rami Stadio versus Chris Jericho. Uh, Tommy Dreamer versus Christian versus Finley versus Jack Swagger versus Morgan Henry. Uh, interesting. So. I would say we could either do the three stages of hell, uh, the world heavyweight. I mean, it's only 20 minutes. It's uh, still Randy Orton and Triple H. Uh, the, the, you know, the, uh, the, wor- the world heavyweight title match, Punk and Hardy or Mysterio and Jericho. Yeah, I vote Punk, Punk Hardy. Punk and Hardy, too. And then All you right. can hear you. no more words again. Oh, yeah, no, we, we, I'll be all right. Thank you. Uh, the Great American Bash. So this is the bash. Let's hope that, that they actually have it on here. This is 2009. Oh, man. They don't have the bash. Let me, let me search the bash. Maybe they just have the bash. All the pay-per-views are supposed to be. Oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. The bash. It's just that it's not considered the Great American Bash. So. 
Oh, this is also when Punk had this fire burns. What a what a good collection of theme songs at this point. Uh so everybody who's listening, uh get get hopefully you had your peacock ready and out. I mean not out. Uh and ready to go. So that's a felony. Uh, for for the show. You can um, do it in the privacy of your own home. Okay. No. You didn't say you had to be doing it at the library or something. But for all of you that are listening to us on your drive, please do not have your peacock out. Um, it would be bad. Okay. So so everybody, make sure you search for The Bash. Okay. Search for The Bash. And it's going to come up tw- 2019. The Bash. Um and we'll get to that in a moment as we are now ready to go. Um, okay, so here we are. Uh, we are starting at, at, at a moment that I couldn't. There you go. Okay, all right. The Bash 2009, only one chapter. Only one so season. It's just called the Bash this year, as opposed to the Great mm-hmm. American Bash. Okay. Yeah, they yep. they have removed the Great American. Ah. Uh, so it's just WWE the Bash. Neither Great nor American that that. Yeah, nope. it was just the Bash. Mm-hmm. Just the Bash. So we're gonna start at a one hour, thirty four minute and forty second mark. Uh, so go ahead if you're listening live. Uh, go ahead and hopefully you're already there. Fast forward to one hour, 34 minutes, 40 seconds. Um, if you're listening on demand, pause. Now, now you've unpaused and hopefully you are at one hour, 34 minutes, 40 seconds. All right. In five, four, three, two, one. Play. I want to hear the music. Oh, Yay. Yeah. Oh, it's Justin Roberts. Yes. Uh, Eric is geeking out here over the music. It's clobbering time! You did not have to yell that out loud. You've always got to yell that when punk comes. Mm-hmm. What a guy. This is right before he hit that heel turn. Yeah, I think so, because he was... I mean, you could hear the ovation that he's getting. He mm-hmm. definitely wasn't getting that much later. Right before the formation of the Straight Edge Society. And, and I'm, I'm hearing Justin Roberts. I'm hearing JR. Baby, it sounds like we're watching an episode of Dynamite. Yeah. Is- WWE <laughs> Dynamite. <sighs> Who the hell is on... Is that Todd Grisham? Todd Jesus. Grisham sounds like to me. Sweet. 
So did Jeff Hardy write this song? Is that why he wanted it back so bad? I no, it's just in the little band for a little bit, you know. It's just his music thing. This was his solo theme, and he wanted it back. And plus, right, let's raise the volume and see. He's all serious, baby. No face paint. This is before Drunken High Hardy, right? For the impact. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think. I mean, so. he was still getting high. That's why he got fired. But he didn't wrestle high because that was Victory Road Eleven. And I and and that's what took so long, in my opinion, to get Jeff Hardy in the main event scene is because WWE couldn't trust him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's and that's what made this entire feud so good, in my opinion, because you because know it it played on real storyline elements, which yeah, you you similarly you know similarly similarly used when Raven fought CM Punk, you know, on the Indies in, in Ring of Honor. Yep, you know mm-hmm. he was like, you have all the talent in the world, you've had all these opportunities handed to you. And you pissed them away because of drugs, alcohol, and women. And, you know, I'm not going to let you drag me down to your level. I don't want these fans that respect you when they shouldn't. Um, you know, and, and I'm going to make you pay um, for, for your past discretions and your sins. You're not going to give yourself a resurgence on my name. C.M. Punk. We could be hearing this very shortly. Very yeah. shortly. Justin Roberts and, and JR calling CM Punk matches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, confuse, confuse uh, JR even more. I know, poor old guy. He, he was just calling a, a Hardy Christian match the other day, okay? <laughs> he could be calling a, a, a Punk Brian match soon. Uh-huh. Nobody can blame him for... Uh... Calling it WWE again, especially since I mean, they're trying so hard they to use be a on. lot of WWE wrestlers too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember when Ke- uh, Triple H called Punk a skinny fat ass? I guess I don't remember that. He called him a skinny fat ass, and I couldn't really understand what that meant. Means he's skinny, but he's kind of—he's not really in super good shape. He's kind of—he's t- kind of got a little pudge around him. Sure. He doesn't, I, he doesn't I guess I could the, see that. He doesn't have the John Morrison abs that that, that most you know a lot of skinnier guys yeah. do. He's got love handles for too many Listen, love handles no for. Uh, I mean, he he essentially before for, coming to w, WWE bulked up a little bit, and so yeah. you know a lot of times when you bulk up, you're you put on excess weight, and then you have to kind of fight to turn it into muscle. Um, you know, and then of course he's going all natural and all clean, so. That makes that a little bit more difficult than you know than if you were kind of using enhancers, so to speak. Jeff Hardy's belt was always one of my favorite things. I've I always wanted one of those studded belts. You never got a well. The white studded belts are lame. You're not supposed to wear white studded belts. Oh no, I had the black studded belt. You out? Yeah. Yeah. 
Can you imagine JR having to call Brian and Punk in the Dynamite and Justin Roberts is there? Maybe they hire Mike Kyoto to do the be the referee. He just has like these horrible flashbacks and he thinks he literally thinks he's back in mm-hmm. WWE. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, was like, what do you think, King? I mean Yeah. Yeah. And then they could put him at a match, like at at something like Bash of the Beach, or call it something like you know, WSK pay per view. Yeah. Is this back in the era when uh, King was wearing T-shirts? Probably. Probably, I mean, yeah. King's not out there. Well, King is out there, but I think he's on yeah. the other announced team. With Raw, He's not yeah. calling this match. But yeah, when he was wearing his, just wearing Ooh. his bedazzled T-shirts, basically. I've learned the one way to keep my attention in a wrestling match is have CM Punk in it. He just... Uh... Compare Jeff Hardy to a basketball. Well, you know, he's an expert analysis. The greatest that there's ever been. Good escape from that. From punk. We're just in the feeling out process. Isn't that right, JR? Mm-hmm. Punk, be a little more obvious. You're whispering in his ear. I miss the long hair punk. Got him up for the go to sleep. That's kind of one of those moves now that's kind of just become a transition move too. Go to sleep? Yeah. Uh, not so much. I don't think I've seen a bunch of people using it recently. Like well, Raquel uses it because Dakota uses it. And then, you know, you've got Kenta using it. I think I saw somebody on AEW use it last night. Um, and then it's like very common on the indies. Hmm. I don't know. It's not, it's not Canadian Destroyer level, I guess, but. Yeah. You mean Bunny Destroyer? No, I mean Canadian Destroyer. Whoop! Uh, Party always loved to do those barricade spots. Mm-hmm. Whether it be trying to do the whisper in the wind or like the the walk the yeah. tightrope, and then just do a big dive or you know mm-hmm. into it or whatever. Yeah. Hardy, the OG Daredevil. Now everybody, like back back when Hardy was coming up, that wasn't very commonplace. Now everybody's trying to do exactly like the Crash style wrestling. Yeah, yeah, the Hardy Boys definitely were kind of. Yeah, I mean, they were the inspiration behind the generation For, that's yeah. doing it now. You know, the people For that the are Darby's doing it now. The... You know, grew up watching the watching TLCs and the Hardy Boys and stuff, and wanted to be that cool. You know. That level of yep. daredevil and you know, and all that stuff, and then you know, so 
here you have it, you know, 10, 15 years after that, you, you know, this, these kids that were teenagers watching that shit, that's how they're going to wrestle now. They just For try sure, to take it yeah. up to another level. Ooh. Jeff Hardy almost beating the tank count, barely beating the tank count, but beating it nonetheless. Yeah. I always wanted one of those Hardy Boy necklaces, too. Yeah. This is about the era where I stopped liking Jeff. See, if only he could have used that in UFC, he would be one and zero instead of zero and one right now. Well, he's zero and one and one. Yeah, because he's at or zero and one in an NC. NC, which would go to a one, yeah, which would go to a draw or an NC. Yeah. So hmm? his two fights, yeah. Well, he as he likes to say in interviews, he was not really a fan of the belt system. And all that stuff, he would just, you know, he would say white belt forever because he would just go and he would train, you know. Um, but he wouldn't, I guess, essentially wouldn't train to be a higher level. Um, well, he was also kind of, and he's admitted it, he was too old to try to go into mixed martial arts. Because yeah. he was pushing 40 when he when he had his when first he match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. he had his first fight. And the guy who beat him and was he, like 19, so literally like half his age. And, you know, those guys have been training since they were, like, three, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been training wrestling and boxing, and, you know, they've been gearing themselves Judo up in mixed martial arts their whole mm -hmm. career. Yeah. Come on, Jim. The only thing that I ask... The only thing that I ask of AEW is let Punk wear his uh, gym shorts. <laughs> I want gym short era Punk back, damn it. Oh, jeez. If we're gonna be an indie promotion, let's look like a fucking indie promotion there and give go. him his his pleather fucking gym shorts. Yeah, and let Brian shave his head and come out with his robe and yeah. Let's just be indie. Let's just be indie riffic guys. <laughs> give us a Pepsi can't, plunge here or there. Can't, can't capitalize. Yep, he tried to go high risk for some move that he never does. And didn't Going for the corner knee. Ooh, nope. Yep. No. Whisper in the wind. Ooh. Do you think if Punk hit the Pepsi plunge now, it would like ex he would explode? Uh, yeah, his knees would probably just blow up. Yeah. I mean, on, he usually goes for a cover after that move. It's not a setup yeah. to his finish. He doesn't it's hit the whisper in the wind and climb back up and hit hit a swan time. Yeah, I've never. I can't say I've seen him do that a lot. So, yeah. We well, you know, clothesline, clothesline, looking clothesline, hooking clothesline, slingish bladeish, ish. Yeah, not quite. Here comes that hearty leg drop. Yeah. Where he kind of drops his heels Oops. into your stomach, but 
It kind of also looks like he hits you a little blow. Yeah, like a little dinga shot. Yeah. Ding! Ooh! Oh, I've always liked that sit out suplex that he does. Yeah, well, I guess it's more like a yeah. yeah. So I say, I guess it is a gourd buster, isn't it? And yeah, when you when you just kind of stand with it, that's when they call oh. it more just like a front suplex. Hardy was going up top for the Swanton, and Punk smartly rolls out because you know it's what the champion does. Smart champion. Yeah. He was anticipating for uh, Hardy there. Yeah. Oh, he kicked him in his butt. That's rude. I know, right? Ah! Here comes the corner drop kick. Oh, oh into the go to sleep. Into the go to sleep. Hardy's trying to fight it by holding on to the ropes. Ooh. Nice kick. There's oh. that corner knee. Shining in the shining wizard. Oop. And the bulldog, baby. Oh. Two camp. Punk looks pissed. <laughs> Ain't supposed to kick it from my shit, bitch. But he's never won with the Bulldog. Why does he get so pissed that it didn't win for him here? Why the, why the fuck did JR just call that a roundhouse? Because he did the roundhouse <laughs> kick before he did the knee. Okay, I guess, yeah. He did the roundhouse yeah. kick to, to set up the space for the knee. True. JR was just okay. mixed up like he is Ooh. now. Ooh. Ooh. Kenta Rush. Yeah, nope. going for the Kenta Rush. Yep. That was out of nowhere. Oh, and there's the T-shirt. The fans go crazy. Oh. Ah. Oh. Excellent placement by Jeff. Usually a uh, just sitting up will not get you out of the way of a attack like that. So that was nope. Yeah. Good placement by Jeff to 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 go right there and not pretty much land on top of Punk's head. Punk says it's time to go to sleep. It's that time, anyways. Time to take it home, brother. Oh, schoolboy! Ah! Punk said, "What the fuck?" Oh, that's a knockout <laughs> kick. Go to nope. Twist, Twist of fate. Setting him up right again. Right in the corner. Swanton bomb. Swanton. Do we got a new champion? Do we got a new champion? Whoa. One, uh, two. two. Oh, the foot's, the, the foot's under the rope. The foot's under the rope. No, oh, no, the no. The ref sees the it. The foot's now. under the rope. He said, Stop playing his music, you jackasses. 
Fans are like, they are. They listen to you. very, very good by Scott Armstrong there to realize that 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 the the champion's foot was under the rope. Very good officiating. Hardy would want that call if it was him. Ref is saying, yeah, it was a three count, but I didn't see his foot under the rope. But, you know, unfortunately it did. Well, unfortunately for Hardy, not unfortunately for Punk. But yeah. yeah. Fortunately for Punk. Hardy needs to be capitalizing here, but instead he's arguing with the referee. What happened? What you talking about, man? Come on now, I done had him. I done beat him now. Oh, you mean I gotta done do it again? Just gotta listen to my friend Larry the Cable Guy and get her done, I guess. <laughs> Crowd's popping for Hardy. We're gonna go for a twist of fate. Nope. Go to sleep. Nope. Oh, he, he he poked him in the eye. He poked him in the eye. I elbowed him in the eyeball. Oh no. Punk is hurt. He's hurt. Extreme extremely damaged. Our straight edge superstar just oh god, he might not ever be able to see out of that eye ever again. Mm. Yeah. Oh, oh he just kicked Scar Armstrong. But it's because he's blind. He couldn't see. He couldn't see who was kicking. <laughs> and Hardy's like, what the hell, man? What the hell was that, son? Well, he's going to go to the pay winder and get, get, his, get his winner's purse, but... He's not going to be leaving with the World Heavyweight Championship, unfortunately. Yeah. It's very damaging. That was a very damaging elbow. I mean... we you, you just With an injury like that, you just hope he can... He'll be able to see again. I need to get me one of those world titles with the CM Punk nameplate on it. One of my favorite Kill Switch Engage songs. Uh oh. Hardy's not happy. Hey man, what the hell? Come on, man. You, that ain't how we do it where I'm from. You elbowed me in the eye, bro. I couldn't see who I was kicking. It was an accident. Oh, but then people wanted to get mad at Punk for turning heel. Hardy's going to sit here and beat the hell out of him after the match. Hmm. Everything Punk's ever done has been justified. Oh, Jeff Hardy 
being a simp. You tell him, Brady. He is rocked with frustration. Yeah, so all the f- referees have to keep them apart, which that doesn't do any good. Come on, referees, you have one job. I mean, they got a lot of different jobs. They, they have to build up, the ring. Set up and break down the ring and keep stop order. From killing each other. All right, well, that, that was... Uh, WWE The Bash from 2009, and uh, we got much more coming. Uh, th- there's there's a lot that we could talk about for August, but uh, you know, Summer Slams are always there. Um, you know, can't wait to make you guys watch Undertaker versus Undertaker. Um, I'm gonna be uh, out of town that week, and so much more. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say instead of uh, SummerSlam, what if we? I, I can't remember if we did say we do SummerSlam, we do something else. But I was thinking instead, why don't we highlight John Cena and watch John Cena matches for August? I mean, it is the summer of Cena after all. Yeah. My vote is Cena versus CM Punk if we do that. I mean, mm. has Cena really had that many great matches? They don't have to be great to be fun to watch. We could watch him destroy the entire Nexus. (laughs) Danny's not sold. Well, we'll figure out. Maybe we'll draw. We'll we'll put some things out for draw, and we'll come up with something. But guess you're gonna have to stay tuned and find out next week on uh on here on the FOW Radio Network on the Podbean app. Uh, of course, you can listen to everything uh, we talk about on all uh pod uh podcast platforms: iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. Uh, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music. Uh, of course, you can find us on the Twitter machine as well at FOW Radio. Uh, Danny is on Twitter at Danny F in Danger. Mika somewhere on Twitter at Mika Villas. Eric's on Twitter at EJ423X. I am on Twitter at YellowmanPA. And until next time, keep watching wrestling.